0: Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to Hearts and Stripes podcast. This is your host, Brie Carroll, bringing you another heart-to-heart, and I am so excited for today's episode. I get to talk to one of my dear friends and sisters in this thing, Megan Brown. I am just so ready to dive into all of the things, including talking about her new book, Summoned Answering a Call to the Impossible, an eight week study of Esther. So I am just holding myself back because we're going to dive into it in just a second. But if I can, let me tell you if this is your first time here, welcome welcome to hearts and stripes podcast what you need to know is here we are all about strengthening military marriages and how we do this on the podcast is we focus on three main areas we want to see you thriving personally we want you to be equipped so that your marriage can thrive and then we also look at that end goal the big picture of building a legacy that is thriving, okay? So if you can get with these three things, then you are in the right place, my friend. And I just needed to share really quickly Uh, what this podcast is not just about, but what it supports. And one of the things we are super hyped to support is Military Marriage Day. Military Marriage Day is celebrated annually on August the 14th. And you can head to militarymarriageday.com to RSVP now so that you are entered to win our amazing giveaways. You can check out the full lineup and bonus bonus for those out there who are looking to invest in your relationship, you can grab your early bird tickets for the MMD Summit. All of this, the MMD Summit, RSVPing, giveaways, lineups, all the goodness that will put you on the right track to thrive in your marriage is at militarymarriageday.com. So head over there today so that you can RSVP and grab your tickets. So now let me get into the goodness of who Megan Brown is, and I wanted to share a little bit about her, and when I tell you the heart that she brings to this discussion, it is, she is truly a, a missionary out here in these streets, but she is so real, so down-to-earth, so joyful, and um. It's just a beautiful thing to see in a person. So I'll share a little bit about Megan. Megan Brown is a seasoned military spouse, mother, Bible teacher, and military missionary for crew military. She is passionate about sharing the gospel of Jesus to active duty military communities and hopes that she will kick start restoration and revival and that's exactly what she's doing she's a graduate of moody bible institute with a degree in ministry leadership megan lives in south mississippi with her husband master sergeant keith brown u.s air force and her four energetic children which i love they are some of my favorite little people so without further ado the Megan E. Brown. Megan, thank you for being on the podcast. Say hey to everyone. Hey, everyone.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I am excited to dive into this book, this study. Um, You know, I love you and I love everything that you do. But before, you know, everybody else does not know Megan. So you have to give us the good stuff. Let's jump into our very first question that I ask all guests which is what is your military marriage story and in unfolding that you will hear the magic that is Megan E. Brown.
1: (laughs) Hey, okay. So, uh, I fell head over heels in love with a man in a blues uniform. Um, Hey, this air force blues, man. That's why we have four kids. So, um, my husband and I met when we were really, really young, we met through a mutual friend. Um, he was visiting, My hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, Marksdale Air Force Base. What's up?
0: Yeah, yeah. um,
1: We met in uh, Thanksgiving of 2005, uh, back when you know those low-rise jeans were the thing, right? So, and and I had the waistline to wear them.
0: Oh yeah, I
1: I do not after four kids. So um, we were uh, very young. We were brand new, 20 years old, and um, we met. Uh, our first date was at his squadron Christmas party.
0: And then four
1: months later, we walked down the aisle. So it was fast, as uh, many military marriages are wont to do. And so uh, we met, we married, and about six months after our wedding, I'll never forget this day, um, I was a non-believer. I was um, really a militant atheist. And so about six months after we were married, my sweet husband woke me up on a Sunday morning and he said, "Hey, um, I would love it if you came to church with me this morning." And I sort of chuckled to myself and I said, "You know, how about this? You take me to Chili's after you go to church, and I'll catch up with you afterward." And he was like, I, "You know, I'll really be disappointed if you don't try. Just try. Just oh, come with." He hit
0: points. you with the D word, disappointed. Yeah, he was like,
1: "Let's go. Come on. I'll be disappointed." And so um, I rolled out of bed and I threw my hair in this really awful, messy bun. I threw on like an old concert T-shirt that I got from an an outdoor concert in New Orleans and some flip flops. Right. I was looking nine ways of wrong when he took me to this very nice church (laughs) um, in Columbus, Mississippi. And so uh, we were stationed in Columbus at the time, our first duty station. Uh, it had nothing but a stoplight, uh, and there was no Starbucks. Now it's got a Hobby Lobby. Like, come on, Columbus,
0: <laughs> upgrade. Come on. They
1: upgraded, but back when I was there, it was, was a stoplight and in so, a Walmart. That was that was about it. And so, um, we went to this little church, and this very large man with a comb over and a three piece suit starts waddling his way to the pulpit he had his little rag he was daubing his head right <laughs> the south and, i love it <laughs> yeah the south and, and so he's like all right beloved i need everybody to open their bibles to the book of ephesians and i thought to myself what's an ephesia what is that i you know i had my bible they give you at graduation um that old leather bound gold foil mm, red yes, letter yes you know, mm-hmm. and so After peeking at my pew neighbor, right, I figured out what page we were on, and uh, I had never heard the gospel unpacked like that in my life. This guy was going verse by verse through Ephesians 1, and the gospel wrecked me, and I remember being in my car afterward, just like weeping over an open Bible, and I was like, oh my gosh, is this true? And my husband, God love this man, I can never be mad at him too long because he was the main reason that, you know, he drugged me to church and my soul was saved. So anyway, he took me to Chili's anyway, because he's a Christian yeah. person. Um, so we're sitting there over, you know, the, the margarita chicken and shrimp. And he's, he's unpacking the Bible for me. And so um, this year we were married for 15 years. We've got four beautiful kiddos. Um, We've been at at five different duty stations, 10, 11 different houses. It's been an adventure. And so um, we now are military missionaries. Our family has served as missionaries for almost 10 years now. Um, And so uh, that was really our military marriage story. I, you know, I married a man, uh, you know, thinking that marriage would be this exciting adventure. Um, not really knowing what the Lord had for me in that, and so um, my 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 husband's a rock star. I love him to death. Um, he was just so patient with me in those first two years. Um, many times, what we've experienced as missionaries is that um, it'll be the it'll be the opposite. There'll be a wife that will be a, a devout and follower of Christ and yes. praying for her husband. And one of the things that I've learned, you know, through our own military marriage those first two years he was very patient with me uh he didn't bring home a stack of books and say now you should be reading all of this and i expect you to look sound like this do this do that you should be this 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 he didn't say any of that to me he patiently waited while i figured it out and so if i asked a question he would do his best to answer me um He would encourage me to be part of the things going on at the church, but he didn't require me Mm, uh, to do those things. And so um, if you're listening today and you're like, oh man, like I'm trying really hard to be my spouse's disciple or what does it look like? Grace, patience, and prayer, man. That's the answer to that.
0: Yes. I absolutely love that. I love your story too because you're absolutely right. Typically it will be the female spouse uh, who is being in prayer for her male uh, spouse to, to come to Christ. And I love how your husband led with the love of Jesus and the word. That's it. I think a lot of time we get we fall into this religious trap that's, that would have said, oh, you're coming to church with me. Mm, can you fix your hair a little more? Mm, that concert t-shirt, maybe not. How about this dress, which is super granny style. Like we get caught up in all these things that, don't matter when it comes to just you truly coming as you as you are not even knowing where to find the verse in scripture you know and just being touched by the word so I absolutely love your story I love that your husband introduced that you know introduced what would change the whole trajectory of your life of your marriage of your family um, and I hope this is encouragement to anyone else that's listening out there that these things are true, that this is something that um, you can continue to just chase after and be prayerful for and cover your spouse in because um, in in time, they will see the truth and the love and, and see the example of you walking in a Christ-like manner and they will be drawn to him. And and I'm just really excited about your story and, and, and the example that it gives and the hope that it brings for other people. So let's jump into this missionary work that you have done and how it has evolved to this amazing powerhouse that you are now preaching and teaching the word, leading Bible studies and as we mentioned in the intro, this amazing book that you have put out into the world, shout out to Moody. So Thanks. tell us all the things summoned. Why did you um, start or where where did that call come from to, to write this particular study? Um, give us all the goods, the background, the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, that came from you landing here and, and having this study.
1: So really, I think the call to mission work began for me in a weird place. So, you know, um, I mentioned in my in my opening story, you know, I, I came to Christ at 22. Mm-hmm. And we joked that when my daughter was baptized, she got to go twice because I was pregnant with her uh, when I went into those, those <laughs> nice. beautiful baptismal waters. Right. And so um, many years would go by before I felt comfortable reading my Bible. Um, it would go with me to church on Sunday and it would go right back on the nightstand where it came from. I didn't know how to do it, and it really was the scariest book in the world to me because it was all this stuff and 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 I remember once I got really ambitious and I'm like, I'm gonna read it, cover to cover. yay, you get to that long list of names in Genesis, yep. and then you're like, okay, never mind, never mind, I don't know <laughs> for me um, right. and and I got really frustrated and so it wouldn't be until my husband's first combat deployment that I learned how to read my Bible in the fire, right so we had been married for about six ish, almost seven years when his first big deployment came down and he was sent to Afghanistan. He was going to go on a TCN duty where he spent a desk, but as Providence would have it, um, he turned out, um, he turned up uh, driving convoys. And so the communications back in the early 2000s were not what they are today. And so weeks would go by before I would hear from him, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, he ended up doing over 180 missions outside of the wire, right? So I, I never got to talk to him. And so one day there was a, a, a knock at the door. I heard my doorbell and I answered the door and it's a postal worker and she has his foot lockers. So here are some things to know. We were stationed remote. Yeah. So we were not on or near a base. It was completely by myself in the middle of a civilian community. Number two is that we were an hour away from a, a, any base. And third, um, I was at a church, but not really in one. And I, you know, I had, I had a Bible in my hand, but I didn't know what it said. Um, I was a believer, but I had no idea how to pray. And so here it is. I've been a believer for about five, six years, and I know nothing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know a few memory verses, and some kids stories that I picked up in VBS, but that was about it. Yeah. And so here I am, the color drains from my face. But all I can think is my husband is dead and this woman has beat the casualty officers. What is happening? That faith I, prese- I, I, I profess to have was nowhere to be found. Mm. This peace that, that people talk about that, that follow Jesus. Where was that? I didn't, I didn't know what that was. And this certainty of eternity seemed so far away. Mm. And all I could think of is life as I know, as I know it is over. And so after having a a very long freak out, the Holy Spirit prompted me to pick up my Bible. And so I pick up my Bible. I flop it open on my coffee table because, you know, that's what you do. Yeah. And I, I landed in first Thessalonians. And so I read the entire book and I couldn't have told you five minutes afterward what it was about, what it meant, what it was for all I could grasp was one line and that was pray without ceasing. And so I I just did that. I prayed while I was washing dishes, please, Lord, don't let my husband be dead. I prayed while bathing children, Lord, please. And and many days, all I could just exhale was the word, please. And so finally, a few Mm. days after that, my beloved husband called me what ended up happening is they moved him to a different location and his stuff didn't fit on the truck. So they threw some postage stamps on it and sent it home and no one told me. And so I was so mad. I was going to kill him. But anyway, um,
0: (laughs) he's not dead, but you were going to kill him,
1: but I'm going to get you boy. Yeah. Yeah. But, but as much as I felt relief, I was overwhelmed in conviction. Mm. The Lord was like, baby girl, I just brought you nose to nose with the scariest thing you could ever imagine. And you did not look for me. You did not, you did not know what to do. Let me help you. There's this whole Bible in your hands. Like mm. I'm trying to talk to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. so I was convicted because I, I had not learned how to study my Bible. And so every night I would sit down at 8:30 and I would read my Bible and eat bluebell ice cream. I would have my Bible, I would have a children's Bible and sometimes a dictionary because the Bible was big. And um, I wanted to learn. And so I just absorbed the text. And when we moved right after that deployment, we ended up on the Biloxi Gulf Coast around 2014. And in 2014, um, I was not a qualified Bible teacher. I was a woman who loved the word of the Lord and loved other people. And so I just opened my front door And then the Lord made me a Bible teacher.
0: (laughs) Yes, Uh, I I love how that happens.
1: uh, Yes, I was not qualified. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, But I will say the Lord honored the obedience. So I opened my door, six women gathered around my coffee table, and we dug into the gospel of Luke. No workbook, no nothing, just straight Bible. And the next week, there were 17. 17. And the week after that, there were 25. And before I knew it, women were dragging lawn chairs down the street of our military housing neighborhood to hear what the Bible had to say. And I thought, all right, Lord, I guess you're calling me to do this. So I better get to it. Well, fast forward three years. Yeah. The one Bible study had multiplied 10 times. That's amazing. And now there were hundreds of women on the coast uh, that were studying the word together. And it was time for me to get a theological education. So I enrolled at Moody Bible Institute. Shout out to Moody.
0: Shout out to Moody.
1: Hey. And uh, we were studying the book in an Old Testament theology class in 2017. Yeah. I fell head over heels in love with the story of Esther. And spoiler alert, it's not Esther's story at all. Um, It's really about the Lord telling us about himself. And um, really the heartbeat of the book of, of Esther for me was that God is good when things are bad. Mm. You look at Esther and it's sex slavery and systemic racism and really bad things.
0: Right. Right.
1: And here's what was so amazing to me that God was faithfully moving in and through every single step. And so that's really where the heart of the book began um, was in a theology class in at my, at my, uh, in a college course. And um, it's so relevant for military spouses today we don't feel like God is close sometimes in our life. Um, sometimes circumstances are bad. Sometimes marriages are are struggling. Sometimes our kids are are faltering. Sometimes our yeah. health, our our financial well being, all of these things are are you know in a blender in the military community. Like something is on fire. There's there's it's it's not always good, and we've accepted this narrative. That God is only really good when our stuff is good, when mm. our marriages are good, yeah. when our bank accounts are are full, when our health is in check, and and when it's not, we wonder if we're being punished. Right, or if we don't have enough faith. And mm. Esther's story, and really God's story about Himself in that in that text, is a resounding refute to that false belief.
0: I love that. I love that so much. And your story is just so inspiring and encouraging because I really think people are intimidated by the Bible. Just, it is the book. I I don't know about you guys, but it's been a number one, one, number (laughs) one bestseller for ages now. (laughs) It is the book. And if, and I couldn't imagine trying to navigate the Bible, just not knowing anything in my adult life. I grew up in church. I went to the Bible, uh, to the, uh, excuse me, Sunday schools, Bible camps, all the things, sang the songs, got the t-shirt. So navigating it as a new believer takes on a different amount of courage, a different amount of dedication. And I'm so grateful for you and your obedience. Let me stomp that when it came to that conviction after being faced with that is my husband alive moment and and the obedience that you followed after that to truly pray without ceasing and then to utilize the bible um, because it was what you needed and you were you were just following that voice of God that just said, hey, I am trying to lead you somewhere. I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to guide you through these situations. I'm trying to give you wisdom. I'm trying to build you up as a leader. I'm trying to, you know, and and all of these things came in a simple act of just picking up the word and, and this beautiful path that you are on now with Summoned and how you lead and disciple hint, hint to those who are wondering how to connect with Megan, lead and disciple women through the word and through this project of summon, which is an amazing study. I've loved it. I love my copy. Um, and, and at the end of the episode, you guys may have an opportunity to get it in your own hands. So stay tuned for that. But I love how you gave that spoiler of this story of Esther It's not even really about Esther. And I love how you unpack that for us in this study. And it is so amazing. So who is this study for?
1: So I want you to imagine, Bree, and if you're listening, I want you to imagine getting a text message from Jesus in the morning and it says, hey, are you free for coffee? There's so many things I want to tell you what would we do, right? That would be a total Instagrammable moment. I would go to my local coffee shop with my little journal and I would, you know, snap a photo, hashtag holy grounds, right? Right, I would be all about it, right? If you got a text message from Jesus asking you to commune with him in the word of God, that he has so much to tell you. Um, I, I want you to think about the fact that you get that invitation every day. You get that invitation every day to sit with God in his word, learning about the redemptive story of Christ, right? I I believe everything in the Bible from cover to cover and and from cover to cover, there's this seamless thread, this thread that, that begins in Genesis and ends in Revelation. And that is the redemptive story of Christ himself. It's woven through the whole book. And so that is what God is trying to talk to you about. He's trying to talk to you about who he is, what he's like, what he wants and what he's done through christ his son and so um this book is for anyone who wants to understand who god is and and what he's like i, I think that we as as modern day believers make a mistake we come to the bible and we're like lord tell me about me tell uh, me about me tell me all about me that's so you good you right. i am who who do you want me to be what do you want me to do Now, now, first of all, I think that the Bible is about God, (laughs) right? We should come to that book um, to learn more about who he is. Now, is self-discovery a bad thing? No, not at all. Uh, But luckily, that is a byproduct of discovering God. Mm. Um, You can't even hope to discover yourself without discovering the Lord. And so- um, Created
0: in his image.
1: Amen. Yes. And, And so this book is for anyone who is searching to understand really- what God is saying about himself. Many of the books that you'll find about the book of Esther is about character development or or replicating parts of who Esther is portrayed to be in the text. Mm. Look, uh, hear it from me first. The only person God has ever told you to be like is his son. <laughs> like that's it. Mm, that's that's good, the only person Megan. that he's yeah. ever told you to be like. So when you start comparing yourselves to biblical heroes and heroines, um, I, I hate to be the, the one to tell you, but most of us, I, I mean, all of us are most like, you know, the sappy screw ups recorded in the histories of scripture. Uh, yes. We are not David. We are not Esther. We are not. We are cowering Israelites hanging out in the corner, sometimes peeing our pants like that's us. So um, what my, my hope in this study is to recalibrate our hearts, that we should not be seeking to discover ourself in scripture more than we should seek to uncover the miraculous and beautiful sacrifice of Christ and the implications of that sacrifice in our lives. And so here's the gospel, right? That that we have messed up, that we have been separated from the Lord because of our hearts, the sin that we carry, the sin that we bear. But Christ in his loving righteousness had laid down his life so that our sin debt is no longer counted. And when the Lord looks at us, it is through the imputed righteousness of Christ that there's nothing we can do on our own. Um, There's nothing we can say, we can be, we can earn. Um, And that gift was given to us freely. And it's an invitation to know God and make him known. And so uh, really at the end of the day, my heart is to portray the gospel well in this book, but also, also to invite us to search, um, to search ourselves and to search the Lord. And that's, that's really what the book is all about and who it's for.
0: I absolutely love that because if you listened to that explanation, that did not say that it is for just wives. It did not say it is for everyone. So let me just footstomp that really quickly. Um, because I feel like if you, like she said, if you want that invitation to just know him more this is that invitation get your copy of summoned um we're gonna share now i think we have a a little giveaway for our listeners is that right megan we We have a giveaway for our listeners that you can get your own copy of summoned um all you need to do is email me at Brie at B Carol Events. That's Brie at B Carol Events. And I will hook you guys up with copies, five copies. Megan is flashing on the screen, five fingers. We got five copies to give away of this amazing study. This is something that you can do with your spouse. This is something that if it was on your heart to lead a group and you are like, I have no clue what I'm doing here's a study that can walk you through and Megan's very gracious and accessible and will help guide you through it. And you should get connected with her group as she leads people in this study and will continue to just be a missionary in this military community. Megan, I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being a guest on hearts and stripes podcast. Thank you for the work that you do here in this world and particularly, um, just helping to be a guide and a light in our community. I think it is often underappreciated, um, but it is very necessary, especially as challenging as military life can be and military marriage can be, it is so essential to be equipped in this way to, like you said, just represent God, share and unpack for people, all of the mystery and beauty that is in the word of God. And I love how you do it. And I love how you do it authentically. Just you, beautiful blazing pink hair right now. I love it. And I I absolutely, I absolutely love, love you and am grateful for all that you are doing in this community.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I've had a blast.
0: Okay, Megan, before I let you go, I have to do one of my favorite portions of the s this episode, which is Heart Tracks. Heart Tracks for everyone. You can find the full playlist on Spotify at Heart Tracks 2. That's Heart Tracks 2 on Spotify. It's a great way to get that little reminder of what we've discussed throughout season two of Hearts and Stripes podcast. Megan, you are in the hot seat. What is our Heart Track for this episode and for Summoned?
1: One of the songs that played almost on repeat as I was writing this song um, is called build my life by the house fires. Um, I love the chorus. It said, I will build my life upon your love. Um, And I think that's what we have to do is we have to build our lives upon the love of God and the love of God is his provision of the gospel. Um, So that, that would be the hard track for this episode. Yes, I
0: absolutely love it. Like I said, you can listen to the full playlist on spotify and if you want to be entered for this giveaway to get your copy of summoned simply shoot me an email we will have all the details in the show notes megan e brown thank you for being on hearts and stripes podcast thank you for tuning in remember to rate subscribe and review this is hearts and stripes we are the few the proud that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.